Let's talk about stress and how it affects self-care. Let's go. Self-care isn't easy. It requires doing hard things. Being uncomfortable is mandatory. It's not for the weak and it's not for the fragile. But that's okay. We don't mind because we are weakless. Hey everybody, welcome back to A Moment of Weakless. This is episode number 34 and this week over in Diligent Mind Self-Care in my membership program, we are talking about stress in our weekly focus and uh, it dawns on me that we've never really dug into that subject here. So I thought I'd bring you an abbreviated version today because stress is one of those things, well, I oftentimes call it one of the great levelers because stress will show up in people's lives and they tend to toss their self-care out the window and say things like, I'll get back on track when all of this stress goes away, which basically says I will commit to taking really good care of myself whenever life is easy. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So I'm going to hit multiple points on this today. We're not going to be able to dig too deep in the short format of this podcast, but I'm going to hit some points that I think will potentially help you with some epiphanies and maybe you'll be able to look at stress a little bit differently going forward. So first things first, if we were to ask somebody on the street, like you and I walking down the street and you know we find somebody that's really stressed out and we say, why are you stressed out? They will start to tell us what they're stressed out about. And that's not what we asked. And right now you're probably thinking, well, what the heck? Yeah, it is what you asked. So we say, why are you stressed out? And you go, well, I've got this situation at work or my relationship or my bills or whatever. And that isn't what we asked. Basically, what we were asking is, why did you think that stress was the answer? So I've got these problems, whatever they are. And at this point, it doesn't even really matter. And we'll get into why in a moment. But you've got these problems, let's say a problem at work. And it could be anything because it's irrelevant what the problem is. The point is that you thought that adding stress to the situation was somehow going to benefit you. So you have this problem that you were going to go work on to the best of your ability anyway. You're already going to go do your best. Or maybe it's a problem that you can't do anything about right now and you're going to have to wait for an opportunity when you do have more control. Or maybe you're never going to have control. You're just going to have to wait to see what happens. Whatever it is, you thought, I will add feeling awful to this. I'm going to freak out too. And you need to know why. And here's where you'll say, well, I can't help it. I can't help that I'm stressed out. Oh, really? People can't control their thoughts? Really? The Buddhists haven't been literally talking about controlling thoughts for like 3,000 years. The Stoics for like 2,000 years. What you mean is you can't control your thoughts because you're not weakless yet. You haven't got in there and done the work to develop the mindfulness to learn how to control your thoughts. But the bottom line is, coming back to our point today, is that stress is not mandatory. And chances are you think you need to go solve all your problems in order to not have stress. And that's not correct. That doesn't make any sense. You're just waiting for the next time when life comes in and runs you over, especially if it takes your self-care from you. And the problem with all of that is that if that's how you feel, you think that stress and stressors are the same thing. And they are not. They're not the same thing. The point I made a moment ago is that you have this problem, you've got this thing at work, and you are adding stress to it and pretending that that's all one big ball of wax. It's not. 
Problems are things to go be solved or maybe to wait for information on, something like that. And that can be done in robot mode. When did you ever freak out about something, lose your mind, oh my God, what's going to happen? I'm losing control and life sucks. Why me? When did any of that ever make problems at work go away? They did not. They never did. You're basically saying in that moment, I've got this thing in life where life is bearing down on me and it kind of sucks. It's not awesome. Life is making things hard for me right now. I can make this worse. I can. All I got to do is get in here and freak out. Just lose my mind and not control my thoughts. And when I do that, something, I guess something about my problem. You know, I've got a ditch to dig. So if I just sit down and freak out for a couple of hours, then I guess like half the ditch will be dug or something. No, you're only suffering because of your thoughts. If this isn't something physical, Literally, you are only suffering because of what you think about it. And you could be controlling your thoughts and just getting back to work. But then where it gets really interesting is then people have problems. They create stress. They create their own suffering with the stress. And then they run away from the suffering that they create to things that cause more suffering. Like, I have this problem at work. I have a bunch of thoughts about it, and those thoughts are really uncomfortable, and I'm so stressed out, so I need cookies or wine at the end of my day so that I can feel like crap psychologically from the stress, feel like crap physically for what I'm doing to myself, and then feel like crap psychologically again when I berate myself for not being strong enough to follow through on the things I said I was going to do since I've literally spent my whole adult life battling with my body and I just betrayed it yet again. Why? So that I could run away from a mental situation that I fabricated 100% on my own and it was not mandatory. This is how we do what I call getting to ridiculous when we are analyzing thoughts. And a lot of that goes way beyond the scope of anything I'm ever going to be able to do in this podcast. And to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't do it here anyway. I really like all of you, but this is my career and there's only so much that I'm willing to give away for free. So if you want all of that, you're going to have to jump in and get the Discomfort Zone Workshop, which is where the whole ball starts rolling. And then you can come join us in DMSC after that. But the bottom line is, we have to tag thoughts. And then as we do work on thoughts, we have to get in there and uh, get to ridiculous, which means analyze them and ask questions about them until we can laugh and be like, oh, my wacky human brain. Why did I ever think this was useful? Because stress is really useful for about 30 seconds. It's like anger. It's the same way. Anxiety, the same way. These things pop up and they cue you into some sort of action that you need to take, or at least to the idea of looking to see if there's an action that you can take in this moment. So stress pops up and you go, okay, I need to find out if there's something I can do about this. And if I can, then I need to do something about it. And 30 seconds later, the stress is useless. You don't need it around anymore. It did its job, but you hang on to it in order to make yourself miserable. You continue to go over these things and it's actually rumination, but this flavor of rumination is called stress. And, you know, worry fits in here too. Anxiety fits in here. And basically you are turning yourself into someone who is, you know, miserable and burning down your moments that you are never going to get back. And it's all voluntary. And you can learn to manage all of that and set it aside. And then once you're done with that, then you change your thoughts and you give your brain something else to do. That's another subject that uh, 
I don't know if it'll ever really fit in with the theme of this podcast, but it's something else that we work hard on. So it's seeing ourselves thinking certain things, doing the work and getting to ridiculous and then changing thoughts. That's the whole process. And with stress, it is really, really easy to get to ridiculous. It's really easy to get to ridiculous. I mean, stress is just always ridiculous. It's always just you adding a bunch of negative emotions to a situation that's already bad, that already requires you to do things. I mean, you got to get to work or maybe you're hanging out waiting for more information and you could be doing better things with your great, big, beautiful human mind than sitting here freaking out. But you are, you know, tearing down those moments, creating situations that you are definitely not going to, you know, get to the end of today and look back and go, I'm super proud of today because it was all voluntary and you didn't have to do it. And interestingly, the part where you throw out your self-care is really the exact opposite of what you should be doing. I used to be a massive stress case and I used to do the same thing. I used to just toss all my self-care out every time life got tough. But I eventually realized that when life gets tough, I'm losing control. Life is reminding me that I don't have as much control over as many things as I think I do. And that's extremely uncomfortable. Why would I throw out more control? What I do when I'm stressed out is hunker down on self-care. I am more likely to follow through with my self-care, which, I mean, let's be honest, I'm extremely likely likely to do that anyway, but I am more likely to follow through with my self-care during really stressful times than, than in comfortable, calm times. Stress can take time from me. It can take resources away from me. It may force me to do things that may make it so that it's difficult for me to get to the gym or difficult to get, you know, enough movement in my day, something like that. But it can't make me want to not do those things until the stress goes away because I am latching on to whatever control I can have. I don't want to say, okay, life, you're bearing down on me and making everything really hard on me. I'm going to go ahead and you know, just give up on everything else too. I want to go life. You're bearing down on me and making everything really hard on me, but you can't take everything from me. You can't take it all. I have control of some of these things that you can't take away. I am going to take care of myself today. I'm going to meditate. I am going to manage my thoughts. I'm going to move however much I can. I'm going to exercise if that's possible. I'm going to get in bed on time if that's possible. You can't take it all away from me. I will take care of myself today. I'm not throwing in the towel for you. I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater and, quote, getting back on track later for you. I will not do that. I will control what I can today because today is a day when I need to feel like I have as much control as possible because you, life, are robbing me of that. So the perspective can basically just be flipped on its head and the same exact reason why a lot of people throw out self-care when times get stressful could be the reason why you buckle down on it, why you double down on it, why you get more serious about self-care during stressful times. Because, I mean, first and foremost, why would in the world would you make this worse? Things already are rough and I want to feel like crap too. Are you kidding me? No, I do not psychologically and physically, I want to feel as good as I can, especially when life is hard. I want to show up to game day in my absolute best shape, not a worn out husk of what I normally am. I want to show up to game day, these stressful times, ready to go, ready to go hard. Why in the world would I make any of this worse on myself? When I've got problems, I'm not going to add stress and take away self-care 
to make these things worse times two. Why would I ever do that? That doesn't make any sense to me. If it makes sense to you, then rock on with what you've always done. But I bet you anything you're agreeing with me right now and you're going, man, yeah, you're right. That doesn't make any sense. Now you got to get to work. Now you got to remyelinate those pathways. Now you got to tag that stress, do the work in the moment and change your thoughts. And you're going to have to do it over and over and over again to remyelinate those pathways in your brain, very much like growing muscles in the gym. Do that and you will be somebody who responds to stressors differently and without so much stress. But you're not going to be able to do it once in a while. That would be like once in a while going to the gym and then wondering why your muscles aren't getting any bigger. You're going to have to do it consistently. You're going to have to make it your thing. And again, a lot of this work goes beyond the scope of this podcast, but I hope that this overview that I'm giving you today is sort of, you know, maybe giving you some epiphanies and, and you know, giving you some light bulb moments that make you think, oh my gosh, I've been doing this wrong. I need to get to work on this because I could dramatically change the way that I relate to stressors. And it's only going to have a dramatic improvement on my life and my happiness and probably your health and vitality too, as you stay more consistent with your self-care. Again, if you want to go further, you want more help with this, then uh, dive into the Discomfort Zone Workshop because that's where it all starts. And you can get that at beweeklist.com or you can just click the link in the show notes. But otherwise, I hope that this all helped you today and uh, we will talk again soon. Take care.